Good evening and welcome once again to Brush Up Your Shakespeare, where we make Shakespeare fun and easy. The line we're going to be learning for tonight's show is, To thine own self be true. Say it with me, to thine own self be true. And once again, please, to thine own self be true. We are now in Act 1, Scene 3 of Hamlet. You will recall that at the end of the last scene, Horatio had told Hamlet that his father's ghost was walking the castle ramparts at night, and Hamlet had agreed to join them that very night to see for himself and try to get the ghost to talk to him. But that's not what's going to happen in scene three. We're going to have to wait till scenes four and five for that to happen. In the meantime, we have scene three, which takes place in Polonius's house. But this scene is critical to understanding what happens going forward in the play. Not only that, this scene contains some of the most famous lines Shakespeare ever wrote. And one of those lines is our line for today, to thine own self be true. A little personal story. I mentioned before that I played Claudius in 11th grade in my high school production of Hamlet. It was the first play I had ever auditioned for. And I was excited at the prospect of playing Claudius, but I was also a bit overwhelmed and daunted by the number of lines I had to memorize. The part of Polonius went to Stan Borg, who was one of the drama kids and had been in theater in the high school for a long time before this. I distinctly remember one day shortly after the parts were announced when Stan Borg approached me in the school library. He wanted to tell me something. He motioned me over and whispered to me, I was going over the script last night and I just wanted you to know that Polonius has more lines than Claudius. Seriously, true story. I honestly did not know what to say to him. It was obviously important to Stan to communicate this information to me, but from my point of view, I would have been happy to give him some of my lines if he wanted them, so I would have fewer to memorize. The song lyric really is true. There's no people like show people, and in a lot of different ways. But back to the play. You may remember that Polonius is the advisor to the king, sometimes called the Chamberlain. Polonius has two adult children, Laertes and Ophelia. We met both Polonius and Laertes in the last scene, where we learned Laertes is returning to France. But now in this scene, we get to meet Polonius's other adult child, Ophelia. As the scene opens, we find Laertes talking with Ophelia. Laertes has to make it quick because his ship to France is waiting on him. But there is something very important he has to say to his sister Ophelia, and it is about Hamlet. The critical part of this scene is that we learn Hamlet and Ophelia have a thing going on. And they've been having a thing going on for some time. Laertes wants Ophelia to be careful, noting that Hamlet's affections for Ophelia may seem real enough, but they will not last. Laertes tells her, For Hamlet and the trifling of his favor, hold it a fashion or a fad, and a toy in blood, a violet in the youth of primy nature. And primy means youthful a violet, which is beautiful, but it doesn't last very long. It's forward, not permanent, sweet, not lasting. And forward there means premature. Premature, not permanent, sweet, not lasting, the perfume and suppliance of a minute, no more. 
suppliance there means diversion. So it's the perfume and diversion of a minute. No more. A beautiful way of expressing how he's telling his sister Ophelia to be careful because Hamlet may seem like he's really in love with her now, and he probably is, but it's not going to last. Laertes reminds Ophelia that Hamlet is a prince, and because of that, Hamlet can't choose the woman he wants to marry, but that decision will be made for him. But what Laertes is most concerned about is that Ophelia will have sex with Hamlet, lose her chastity, and ruin her reputation. He tells her, then weigh what loss your honor may sustain. If with too credent ear you list his songs, and credent there means believing. If with too believing an ear you list his songs. List is simply an abbreviation of the word listen. So it's listen to his songs. Or lose your heart. Or your chaste treasure open to his unmastered importunity. Now, importunity means Hamlet's repeated requests. I'll let you figure out what Ophelia's chaste treasure means. But he's worried that Ophelia will your chaste treasure open to his unmastered importunity. But Ophelia suspects that her brother Laertes is giving her advice that he himself will not keep upon his return to France. In other words, she's suspecting that Laertes may be a bit hypocritical in giving her this advice, which he's not going to be following himself. And she responds to him in this way where she likens this advice that Laertes is giving her to the kind of sermon or advice that a corrupt pastor might give to his congregation. She says, but good my brother, do not as some ungracious pastors do, show me the steep and thorny way to heaven, whilst like a puffed and reckless libertine, himself the primrose path of dalliance treads and wrecks not his own reed. Yes, I've been looking at the camera while I've been saying that because I'm not reading it, I have it memorized. It's a beautiful passage and it is a line that Ophelia gets to say to her brother. Let's break it down just a little bit. But good, my brother, do not as some ungracious or unholy pastors do. Show me the steep and thorny way to heaven, keeping all those commandments, whilst like a puffed and reckless libertine, libertine as an immoral man, himself the primrose path of dalliance treads, i.e. doing whatever he wants, breaking whatever commandments he wants, even though he's been teaching his congregation that they have to keep the commandments to get to heaven, and wrecks not his own breed. That's probably the most difficult line out of all of them to understand, but it simply means heeds not his own advice. So don't be like a pastor who shows me all the commandments I have to follow to get to heaven, but himself breaks all the commandments in his private life and heeds not his own advice. What a response from Ophelia. Now Polonius enters the scene, and because Laertes hasn't left for France yet, he takes the opportunity to give Laertes some words of fatherly advice. Among those pieces of advice from Polonius are these, neither a borrower nor a lender be. Yep, that's from this scene. That's from Shakespeare. Neither a borrower nor a lender be, for loan oft loses both itself and friend. By the way, oft, of course, means often. I think we know that, but it's also similar to list being an abbreviation for listen, isn't it? 
for loan oft loses both itself and friend. How many times have we had the experience of loaning money to a friend, the money doesn't get paid back, and we lose both the money we lent and the friendship of the one we lent it to? Good advice from Polonius. Polonius concludes his advice with this. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day thou canst not then be false to any man. Did you catch the quote for the day? It was in there. To thine own self be true. Let's say it again. To thine own self be true. This is an easy one. It's pretty short and pretty famous. One more time. To thine own self be true. Now for extra credit, since this line is so easy today, you can memorize the rest if you want. And it must follow as the night, the day, thou canst not then be false to any man. Because that kind of really drives it home, doesn't it? If you memorize all of it. Totally optional. Laertes now dashes off to catch his ship. And Polonius wants to know from Ophelia what she and Laertes were talking about when he came in. Ophelia says, so please you, my lord. Actually, she doesn't say my lord here. She says, so please you, something touching the lord Hamlet. Oh, Polonius knew it. He knew it was going to be about Hamlet. He prides himself on knowing everything that's going on in the castle. And he has people reporting to him, his little spies everywhere, who tell him things. He picks up on the gossip. He sees himself as the spider at the center of the web. And Polonius says, "'Tis told me," by his little spies, "'tis told me he hath very oft of late given private time to you, and you yourself have of your audience, or your presence, been most free and bounteous." So he's been hanging out with you. You've been hanging out with him. Ophelia admits this is true. He hath, my lord, that's where she says, my lord. He hath, my lord, of late made many tenders of his affection to me. So he's been giving her gifts. He's been uh, making expressions to her of how much he loves her. Polonius, like Laertes, is very concerned about Ophelia having sex with Hamlet and losing her virtue. Ophelia objects that her relationship with Hamlet is not like that at all. My lord, she says to her dad, my lord, he hath importuned me with love in honorable fashion, in honorable fashion. Polonius is not impressed. By the way, he's not going to be impressed with anything. There's one thing he wants to have happen with this relationship, and that's for it to be stopped here and now. And so that's where he's driving to. He's not going to buy any of the excuses or reasons that Ophelia is giving him as to how honorable Hamlet is and how true his love is for her. Polonius, not impressed, says, I, fashion you may call it. Remember what she had just said was, he has importuned me with love in honorable fashion. And Polonius says, I, fashion you may call it. Go to, go to. Now that go to expression, we don't use that anymore. What it means then is a phrase signifying disapproval or disbelief. He doesn't believe that he is that Hamlet is uh, courting Ophelia in honorable fashion. I, fashion you may call it, go to, go to. Ophelia now objects that Hamlet has sworn his love for her. This was back when oaths were supposed to mean something. And she says, and hath given countenance to his speech, my lord, with almost all the holy vows of heaven. Again, Polonius is not impressed. I springes to catch woodcocks. Great line. 
I springes to catch woodcocks. Now, springes is a word that means traps. It used to mean traps or snares. And so what he's saying is Polonius is likening Hamlet's swearing vows of love to Ophelia and saying it's like a trap to catch a woodcock, considered to be, at the time, a very dumb bird. So all these vows that Hamlet is swearing are just traps to catch dumb birds. Polonius continues, and we find another famous expression, wherein he says, I springes to catch woodcocks. I do know, he continues, when the blood burns, how prodigal the soul lends the tongue vows. So when you're all um, enamored with somebody and you're infatuated with somebody, yeah, you're going to say anything, okay? So how prodigal the soul lends the tongue vows. He then says, these blazes, daughter, giving more light than heat, extinct in both, even in their promise, as it is a making. You must not, you must not take for fire. So he says that his blood is burning and his tongue is giving all these vows, but these vows really are more light than heat. There's not that much that's going on here. It's simply something that is a, a temporary thing. And I think that Polonius is even harder than Laertes on this idea that Hamlet is just after her for her body, basically. And once he's had that, then he'll cast her off and he'll go on his way. He won't be impacted by it because he's the prince and he's a guy and it's 400 years ago. But she will be ruined because she's not a princess and she's not a guy and it's 400 years ago. But that expression, giving more light than heat, right here from Hamlet. Polonius is brooking no nonsense from Ophelia and orders her to have nothing more to do with Hamlet. See, this is where he was heading all along. I would not, he says, I would not in plain terms, I'm going to talk to you plainly now, from this time forth have you so slander any moment leisure as to give words or talk with the Lord Hamlet. Look to it. I charge you. That means I'm ordering you. Come with, come your ways. So I don't want you to spend any more time with Hamlet. Don't talk to him anymore. You're to cut off all relationship with Hamlet right now. And I'm charging you to do that. All Ophelia can do is agree for she is an obedient child. I shall obey my Lord, she says, obviously brokenhearted. This concludes Act 1, Scene 3 of Hamlet. So why is this scene so important? Primarily because it reveals the hot and heavy romance Ophelia has been having with Hamlet on the sly. And the two most powerful men in her life, her brother Laertes and her father Polonius, have cautioned her against having anything more to do with Hamlet. She can laugh at Laertes' advice and mock it, as she does, but her father Polonius, she must obey. And he has forbidden her to have anything more to do with Hamlet. So look at this. So let's look at this from Hamlet's point of view. Hamlet is already questioning his mother's love for his father because she remarried so quickly after his father's death. We saw that in the last scene. Hamlet has already begun to generalize his mother's behavior to all women. Remember when he said, frailty, thy name is woman? What is Hamlet going to think when Ophelia, the girl of his dreams, the girl he has given many tokens of his affection, the girl he has sworn his love to repeatedly, what is Hamlet going to think? 
if Ophelia follows her father's advice and suddenly, and for no apparent reason, stops having anything to do with him? Will this make Hamlet think he is right, that it is not just his mother whose love is a shallow and fleeting emotion? Will Hamlet begin to think he is right that all women are like this, including his beloved Ophelia? And how will that make Hamlet react? All this and more we will find out as the play progresses, but not just yet. In the next scene, we return to the battlements of the castle that very night where Hamlet will join Horatio and the guards to see his father's ghost and attempt to speak to him to find out why Hamlet's father is so disturbed as to be walking the earth after his death. And, spoiler alert, his father's ghost will speak to Hamlet. And what the ghost will tell Hamlet is so shocking, it completely rocks Hamlet's world and sets in motion the rest of the action of the play, leading inexorably to the deaths of not only Hamlet, but his mother, as well as the new king, Claudius. And by the way, the three individuals that we've been talking about in this scene, Polonius, Laertes, and Ophelia, all three of them will also meet their ends before this play is over. Before I sign off, though, do you remember today's line from Shakespeare? To thine own self be true. Once again, to thine own self be true. And the third time, and see if you can say the rest of it, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day Thou canst not then be false to any man. Well, that's about all for tonight. Thanks for watching. Please hit like. Please hit subscribe. Please share with family and friends. Please leave a comment below and let me know what you think and whether you have any questions or suggestions. And please join me next time for Brush Up Your Shakespeare. Good night.